Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Uh, this is episode 40 of season two. Man, that means this is episode 92. Wow. That, that means the episode right before we go to the backyard brawl will be episode 100. We need to do something extra special for that episode. I know. I Start thinking. Start thinking of ideas because that's going to be a fun one. Um, I have. I have some ideas already for it, um, but we'll talk about that off air. Okay, sounds good. Well, guys, um, tonight we're going to have a little bit of fun. Um, my wife literally right as right before I came up here to record this gave me an idea on um, what we could talk about tonight. Um, Shout out to Ashley. Seriously, uh, she go, she literally said she needs some payment for these moving forward. Um, yeah, I ain't going to pay her. I'm painting a baby's room and getting a baby's room all set up. So that's her payment. <laughs> I dig it. Um, but we'll we'll jump right into it. Kevin, I don't know if you saw this. Um, Northwestern fired their head football coach for hazing incidents. I didn't read too much into it because I just thought it was an interesting reason to fire your head coach after suspending him for two games. And now they're allowing all of his staff to stay on board. Yeah, I I, I saw he got fired, um, and then but a lot of the stuff that that has been gathered so far, it's that it's just been consistent accounts of people that were that hazing was going on. Like it was like the same reports were going on that it was happening. No. Uh, specific misconduct by any particular football coach, which I thought was very interesting. But apparently that knowledge of hazing activities was widespread across football players, according to Sports Illustrated. Hmm. So, I yeah, I saw this, and a lot of the things that I've heard about him, you know, he was big on culture uh, with dealing with his football program. And... It's pretty much, I guess, a, a sham. It's I'm I'm curious to know what type of hazing was going on. Maybe if I read through this article, I could find it. it but it says, what, what else did you get? On November 30th, a Northwestern football player emailed Christina Miner, the school's senior associate athletic director for compliance. The subject line, Northwestern football hazing, all capitals. In the email obtained by ESPN, the player reported an extremely disturbing and vile hazing situation within the program. The player who has since left the school outlined the practice of running where a group of older players restrain a younger player, often a freshman who had made an on-field mistake engaged in sexualized behavior. Ooh, that is really bad. Uh, let's see. That's on Friday. Repeat that. What was that again? Uh, so it sounds like they called it running, um, where a group of older players restrains a younger player, often a freshman, who had made an on-field mistake. So missing a tackle, dropping a ball, fumble, whatever, and engage in sexualized behavior. I don't understand that last part, mainly for the simple fact we don't know what this hazing was. Um, we can only surmise that it something uncomfortable for this said player and potentially others. Um, so it says Northwestern responded by launching an investigation and hiring attorney Maggie Hickey and the errant Fox Shift firm 
to oversee the process. The investigation, which ESPN first reported in January, interviewed former and current players, coaches, and staff. On Friday, Northwestern announced the investigation had found evidence largely supporting the whistleblowers' claims, but they did not. But they didn't find evidence that Fitzgerald or other coaches knew about the hazing activities. However, investigators concluded coaches had opportunities to discover and report hazing conduct. The school only released an executive summary of the findings, which included few details and no names other than Fitzgerald's. The coach received a two-week unpaid suspension as part of the several actions from the school, which included a football locker room monitor who, would, who wouldn't report to Fitzgerald or the staff. The story shifted Saturday when the whistleblower detailed his hazing allegation to Daily Northwestern, a student newspaper. Okay, so this kid's already gone, and he's still going after it. Uh, other former players co- uh, corroborated all or part of the whistleblower's claims. Current players released a statement signed by the team strongly supporting Fitzgerald. The current players said the allegations were eg- <laughs> egregious and twisted. Uh, and that Fitzgerald was not involved in any of the alleged incidents in any way, shape, or form. But late Saturday night, Chill released a letter stating that he needed to reconsider Fitzgerald's penalty. Chill wrote that he had initially focused too much on the report, conclu- concluded Fitzgerald didn't, didn't know and not enough on what he should have known. After two days of near silence and additional media reports, Chill called Fitzgerald on Monday and fired him. Fitzgerald held a brief staff meeting and later addressed players in an emotional team meeting on campus. Several players expressed their outrage that neither Schill nor Greg were present for the the meeting. So this is what I have heard. The president of the university, as well as the athletic director, were on vacation, not in um, Northwestern's in Illinois, I believe. Why? Why do I hear stuff in my headphones? Hold on. There's an ad playing. There we go. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, so neither were actually present of any during this time. So I've read tweets and stuff from players, and they're outraged. They're they're like, you didn't have the tenacity or or the cojones or however you want to say it to be here in person to talk about everything that's going on to discuss this with the team, to discuss this with the coach, to see what, besides just the reports that are out there and the investigation of meeting and talking with the players that are here, whatever happened. Hyundai Santa Fe. Why is this happening again? Look what Santa Fe has. Okay. Stupid ads. I'm so sorry, people. I hope that doesn't come through. Um, Let's see. Yeah, so he said basically that Northwestern's football, the shield of the president uh, basically said Northwestern's football culture had been broken in some ways and that Fitzgerald is ultimately responsible for the culture of his team. Uh, Fitzgerald wrote that he and the school had mutually agreed to, to on his initial suspension, that he was surprised when she unilaterally you know, revoked our agreement without any prior notification of sub- and sub- uh, sub- I can't speak <laughs> and, and terminated his employment. He was there for 17 years as a coach overall. 
but I know it's kind of yeah. it's kind of crazy that I, all that happened. It just I don't. Yeah, I mean, I I I don't know the full gist of all this. It's just it seems that like I guess everyone's surprised that this happened or that these things were happening and nothing was done about it. So yeah, it's yeah. I'm it's, just uh yeah. It's I don't. It's super interesting. It's very interesting. I we're never gonna know all the details. It's I never want to liken it to the scenario that happened at Penn State, but when at Penn State we we never knew all the details, and we're never going to know all the details. Um, in the the that situation, same with this one. Um, I I lean <clears throat> personally. I lean towards the side of the players, the current players of how they feel about the situation because they feel wrong. They feel like, Hey, we're, we're losing our coach. We're losing the person that we came here to play for. Um, now does this allow these players to leave? Can these players turn around and say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to transfer out. I'm going to enter the transfer portal and go play somewhere else because some Northwestern may not be a great football program, but they do have a pretty dang good like offensive line and running backs usually. So um, I mean, I'm pretty sure if like because like the head coach is gone, uh, I'm pretty sure because it's a head coach leaving, I'm pretty sure that they could probably transfer out and still be immediately eligible because of the coach leaving. I think that's pretty much widespread yes. across all sports. It says after for they have 30 days. So basically from Monday until the beginning of August, middle of August, they can leave. Very. Well, the that program is probably going to be taking a hit because if a lot of those players leave, I mean, the pro- well, here's the thing. It's all on a matter of if any of these players are any good, again, I'm not, I don't know much about Northwestern football, so we need an expert to to let us know who's even who the hell is even on that goddamn team. But yeah. I would say if anybody's available in that portal, they'd probably be their best players. And depending on how many years they have eligibility they got left, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens. Hey, West Virginia needs players. I just what I'm gonna say. So you can come come them out the mountains of West Virginia and Morgantown. Um, but all in all, not a great situation. Hopefully, whatever transpired never does again. Um, and if Fitzgerald knew and just turned a blind eye, shame on him. But if he didn't, then hey, you can't you can't control it. Um Kevin, where'd you go? Kevin's screen just went completely black. I don't know where he is. I'm back. Oh, hi. There was noise being like around, so I had to shut a door. Ah. All right. Shall we move on from this topic? Because I'm not going to lie. We started the podcast on a huge damper note after we recorded the worst podcast in history last week. So let's, uh, <laughs> can we, let, I, Shout out to Northwestern. Hopefully those players are going to be okay. Coach. Kevin, you, you know sometimes the the sports news isn't the brightest, and there's not lots going on right now. Uh, you know, and I'll be honest. Honestly, I was surprised that you didn't have anybody dying. 
as our first sports news because wow that was thank you that was sad i, I didn't know anyone died i'm pretty sure no, no one died in well the actually world. actually well yesterday r.i.p to the gentleman who played the wrestler mantar he passed away yesterday so r.i.p to mantar but again yeah, as, I I die, as i digress what is this next topic that you have highlighted? Did you uh have you heard Zion's new confession? <laughs> I have not. Besides being a date, a you know, dating porn stars and <laughs> like doing all this weird ass shit off the being court. Absolutely freaky. Yeah. Um, this man is I can't can't say anything. Is you gotta live your own life, but Man, man's got some freaky sides to him. Um, Zion confessed to all of his weight issues, basically saying the people I hang out with, the area I live in, the culture, blah, 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 doesn't allow me to (laughs) lose weight. (laughs) But LeBron has the blueprint, and I'm trying to follow LeBron's blueprint. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. I mean, as a fellow bigger guy himself, I can understand that it's probably hard for a guy to lose some weight. Hey, it is. It's a difficult thing. And those problems are real. Um, I just, you know, I also think he needs to understand the profession he's in. You're a professional athlete. You have to, you know, you're going to have to do some hard things to make sure you are able to do what you're supposed to do. If that means cutting some of those people that you hang out with away from you, if it's changing a lifestyle that you were previously done. I mean, if you if you want to be a premier athlete in any sport, there are some sacrifices you are going to have to make. Yep. And it's good to know that at least Zion is realizing that now in his, with his career being early right now instead of it being too late. At least he's, you know, making the attempts to try. So I'm hoping he can. Because I remember there was that picture from when his rookie year to his sophomore year. He yeah. completely changed there. Dude, you know, he, that was a completely different Zion. He went from having like the the two, three chin look his first year. All of a sudden, shoom, chisel, and you're going, okay. Now, his injuries don't help him out with the weight gain because you can't work out the way you need to. Mm-hmm. But I do really hope, like, I mm-hmm. I think Zion is still, has the opportunity to still be a perennial player in the NBA. I do and too. I, I would love to see him get into that shape where he's not sitting on the bench 60 games out of the year. Um, hopefully it's this year. I, I, I'd love to see it. I also think it potentially could be a change of culture for him getting out of New Orleans and going somewhere where he's not the the face of the franchise but like a, a state one of the or one of the multiple faces because it's a lot of pressure on one kid to bring up a franchise so what do you do when you're a young kid dealing with the pressures of the, of the NBA I I only can imagine it yeah eat a little bit more, you maybe party a little bit too much. You do some freaky ass shit with some freaky ass people. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I I think part of it could be, you know, he's living in New Orleans. That's the deep south. Uh the food down there is amazing for us normal people, but for maybe an NBA athlete who is trying to be in top tier shape, that might not be the exact place that you want to be. Um he, if he, he probably would want to be need to be somewhere like a in LA where you got all your crazy different type of food options or a place like the Pacific Northwest, maybe like a place like Portland or something like that, just because they offer those different types of food, whatever. But um, yeah, I'm happy. At least he's, he, you know, I always, you always hear that little saying, you know, the first step is admitting it. And now the second step is to move on from it and, you know, persevere from whatever you're going through. So at least he's admitting his wrongs right now. Mm-hmm. It's early. What is he? He's going to be 24, 25, fourth year, fourth year in the league. Yeah. Third or fourth year. Yeah. So he, he I, plenty of time to like recover. Oh, he had, and he's like one of the youngest players. I think if the changes place would probably be best for him, get out of the South. Like you say, Maybe. go to go to L go to one of the LA teams, go to Portland, go to Sacramento, go yeah. to even Utah, go to OKC, go somewhere that that nightlife. Maybe go to Boston. Hey, you know, well, we weren't gonna sign him now because we just signed Porzingos just signed his two year sixty million dollar extension. And apparently they're gonna sign Jalen Brown in the next like week to his max contract. So we'll see, but change of scenery. And I can also admit like, he, you know, he said it, he's gone through the, the trials and tribulations. You said it too. Once you figure it out, what you're making mistakes in and fixing it. Cause like, that's what I'm trying to do is to lose my weight that I've gained over the past couple of months. And you just go back to what worked and take it off and just be smart with your decision-making after that. Um, let's talk this cause summer league is still going on. Um, I think it ends in a couple of days. Yeah. Um, but Wembenyama is not playing anymore. He played two games. That's it. Um, what are your thoughts on this one, Kevin? I have mine, and I also have comments about his, uh, thoughts about his um his comments about the NBA. I don't mind it. He's the first overall pick. They're being wise with him and his development. You know, he you, we gave him his taste, you know, first game, completely shell of himself. Next game, mm. put up 27 points. You know, I think um, maybe I'd like to see him out there for maybe one more game. But two two games for the summer league, first overall pick. I don't mind it. Let him develop. Let him begin to learn the playbook under Popovich. Let him get into the strength program that the Spurs have for him. I don't I don't have a problem with it at all. Um, you know, I know what you're talking about when it comes to his uh what he said about the league. I mean, you know, it's you know, the league is the NBA is one is a different league than Euroball. Like you gotta be more athletic, you gotta be in shape, you gotta be able to run up and down that floor, and that's okay. If he's having trouble right now. He's seven four, like, like let's be real, like 
a lot of the guys that are that height have trouble going up and down the floor on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. So you just got to really give them their time. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to make the right decisions. I, I'm in full confidence of the Spurs organization and helping him transition as so, especially with a legendary head coach and three legend players of three Hall of Famers that are going to be, you know, by his side, helping him every step of the way. Uh, I just think it's part of his development, and I'm hoping he can continue to develop. So, Merritt, go ahead and express your thoughts. Um, I kind of agree with you, Kevin, on this one. Um, Definitely a shell of himself the first game. I think everyone was expecting him to come out and drop 20-plus points. Yeah, have, which is, I think, is, in my opinion, a little unreasonable to people. Yeah, especially for any of these guys. There, now, there are guys that are lighting up Summer League, per usual. There's always going to be three or four or five guys that just light up every team they play against. Um, but he had a lot coming in on his shoulders of being number one pick, being this potential face of the NBA in the next couple of years. What kind of player is he going to be? What are we going to see from him? First game was a dud, was horrible. Um, I think everyone can can say that that was not a good game. He did look winded. But the second game, he looked better. He looked like he was getting used to the flow of the game. Now, again, it's summer league. Things are going to drastically change in three months, two months, when he's back in training camp for the Spurs down in San Antonio. And he's going up against real bodied NBA players. So that'll be a little different for him. Um, I do agree. I wish he would play at least one more game. If the Spurs have any more, I don't know how many more they have, but I would like to see at least one more game out of him to see where he is in his progression. Um, Because he may have scored more the other day, but I believe he had less rebounds and less blocks um, than the first game. So it's just trying to level those all that stuff back out for him. I do agree with his comment. Euroball is much harder to play. If you watch any of the games of Euroball, like they play 80s and 90s basketball. They body you. They hit you. They, there's no tic-tac fouls. It's blood to blood. Um, it is funny that he says it because he's going to – He's going to get a lot of the calls that these refs are going to blow, like the calls that these refs are going to give. He's going to get a lot of them because he's the number one overall pick, um, mm-hmm. and the face of the the league. And the like I mentioned a couple in the next few years, so <laughs> it is interesting to see what what he what he will become at this point. Um, I'm still like we've talked kind of on the fence of what he'll be. Um, I hope he's a great, I, I truly hope he's a great player. It's what you really want from a, a number one overall pick, but I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm I'm kind of waiting for October to fall in November. So we can maybe, maybe we'll go to the garden and watch him play against the Knicks. Oh my God. Merrick going to the garden. Oof. Ugh. Oof. Well, we'd have, we'd have to go there for the chicken tender review, so That's I think true. it would be very appropriate if we did go. That's true. Oh, um, and we'll mention it when we get to the team apparel stuff. But, Kevin, the only 
arena I will go to that I will never buy any apparel at is two. There's two. Never will buy a thing. I'll probably be at the garden. No, you know what? No, no, I not the garden. No. The crypto arena currency uh arena. Crypto.com arena. And, and Yankee, Yankee Stadium. Stadium. Yes. Which I we're can't... still waiting on that. We out here to pop up. Andrew, whenever you hear this, I would like to see our chicken tender review for that one. I know but, I'm uh, excited for the chicken tender reviews, bro. Me, I, I want to see how it's gonna come out, which we'll get into that later. But uh Mary, what's our next topic? The last thing here? I got here, so it's end it with some baseball news. I guess the the all-star game is going went happened last night for the MLB. Yeah, I think the national team, National League won for the first time in 11 years, apparently. Uh, I, I know it was hit by a guy who, like, was signed by the Pirates, like, in 2017 for 20000 bucks. Yeah. And then they cut him in 2019. He went to the minor leagues for the, the Brewers or the Rockies. Mm-hmm. And he hit the game-winning home run. Yeah, uh, MLB All-Star Game National Team. Won three to two yesterday, and then I think who was the main person that hit? I was gonna try and get the person who hit the run. Uh, let me see RBI Elias Diaz from the Rockies got two of the runs, and then third baseman Luis Ares from. Can't tell what the hell his hat is. Oh, from the uh, Miami. Oh, from the Dolph of uh, the Marlins. The Marlins, yes. Nice. So, very interesting. Shout out to the National League. Apparently, it was their first win uh, since eleven years in winning the All Star Game. So, there's that. And MVP was Elias Diaz from the Colorado Rockies. Nice. That's wow. That's awesome for him. And then, and then the home run derby, um, happened. Yeah, the night before or something in Guerrero. I think it was Vlad Junior. Yeah, Vlad yeah. Jr. Vlad Junior won it. It was the first time. Of, it was the first time father son had won. Yeah the the all star all star um all star home run derby which is yeah because cool. his dad won it when yeah. he was uh, there was a pretty cool video though I saw it was um. The home, whenever Poppy was in the home run derby years ago, and little Vlad Jr. is going over, like giving him a towel, like what helping wipe down his arms from the sweat. And then the video cuts to Vlad Jr. just sitting there in a chair, and Poppy's behind him, fanning him with a towel. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's like comes full circle. Um, but so that's not what I was actually going to talk about. Um, Though that is interesting because no one knew about the MLB All-Star Game unless you're a huge baseball fan at at this point. I'm not going to lie. I heard it was coming, but I didn't know it was this week. I I knew it was coming during the month, but I remember like turning on TV and I'm like, oh, MLB All-Star Game is actually this week and not like not next week. They dropped the jerseys like this past weekend. So no one knew what the jerseys looked like until I think like Friday or Saturday. Yeah. So I was like. Well, that's kind of weird. Usually uh tell people ahead of time. Um, but the soon to be Las Vegas Athletics 
are starting their relocation process from Oakland to Las Vegas. I have no idea what that means, but I'm assuming it just means that the building of their arenas got approved and it's going to be starting and they'll slowly transition over there. Um, but apparently the mayor of Oakland like shared how he can keep the athletics in um, Oakland, which makes me laugh mainly for the simple fact that he doesn't want to dish out money to build a new stadium for them to stay. Yep. I... Hey, honestly, get them the hell out of Oakland. They've ran out all their damn teams. So you know what? If you're not going to willing to put up the money to give them a, a top of the line arena or stadium, let them do what they got to do. Vegas, I I'm curious. My my thing is what I'm uh I want to know: Are they gonna keep the athletics name, or are they gonna completely rebrand it now that it's in Vegas? No, you can't. I don't think you can rebrand it because, granted, you move the team from one location to another, but the history stays with that team no matter what. Like, granted, it's the Las Vegas Raiders but they have the Oakland Raider history that will always stay with them. True, but also would Oakland do what the Seattle did and took over the rights of the Sonics, like how Seattle took over the rights of the Sonics. Right. So their history doesn't really stay. The history stays with Seattle, but it doesn't go to doesn't Oklahoma. Get, it doesn't go to Oklahoma City. So I don't know if they would do something like that where – we they keep the Oakland Athletic A's sit like like history in Oakland. But the thing is, is like if I'm not. if I'm like the MLB, I'm like, yo, you had so many time to rectify this issue. You You've had twenty built, years. You had you so much time to build them a new a new stadium, a new arena. Yet you won't do it. So hey. If I'm those owners, I'm like, yo, let's let's go to a place that's excited. And right now, let's be real, Las Vegas is a hotbed for sports right now. Think about the sports that are happening. The Las Vegas Knights for hockey, huge hit for them. The the Raiders, a brand new, brand spanking new arena that people are excited to. And you know, the team could be better, but that fan base is extremely excited. Now you you're bringing the A's in, I think it. I think that's gonna rejuvenate the fan base, and who knows? Maybe the Oakland A's can be actually good again. But I don't we'll even see. know. If, All I, I know, know is I need to get some... an Oakland A's jersey before they stop making them. I gotta get a hat. Was, was, I like the hat with the elephant on the ball and everything. That that one's the coolest one. Um, oh, I do need to get me a Oakland A's but like, hat. I'm just gonna say I can't now. A train of thought just disappeared, and um. You're talking about the Oakland A's. You're I know. talking about the thing about the building the building, uh, building the arena. Oh, so the fan base. I was just reading the the mayor basically said the fans love the A's, blah blah blah. Dude, you can't you Do guys they? don't you guys don't even average two thousand people a game. Like you can't talk you can't turn around and say this team this area loves this team. Because from what we can tell, you don't. And like they you definitely said, don't. That they, they let the Oakland Raiders stadium just fall apart. They were let they let the Warriors 
go across the bay to San Francisco. Well, well, the Raiders and the A's play in the same stadium. Oh yeah, they. I forgot they were the only. Yeah, they're one of the last teams. They were the last team that did that. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's Oakland. Shape your shit up if you really want a sports team, because there are other places that would die to have sports teams in their area. So and they might get it. They there's more talks about expanding certain sports, which the only one I really want back is there's. Two teams. I want the Sonics back in Seattle. Let's be real. I, I want the Sonics back. And truly, I want I want the Vancouver Grizzlies back. I don't want the Memphis Grizzlies anymore. I just don't like them as much because the colors suck. I mean, I would have loved to have the Nets back in New Jersey, but they just need to find a better place to put the arena because East Rutherford is yeah. not the right place for it. And... I mean, you could put it in Newark at the Rock, but I feel like you could you could find somewhere else to put it. But Dude, that's Newark. just my opinions. Um, that's what we got on that one. All right, cool. Well, let's go talk about our favorite school, our alma mater that we love to discuss basically every single day with each other. Um, and sometimes kind Andrew, whatever yeah, you know, decides it's, to chime in. It, you know, it's kind of our kind of the reason we have this podcast. So, you know. <laughs> um. Well, Big 12 football media days uh, or week has started. Mm-hmm. So all the teams are reporting down to Arlington, Texas. Um, all 14. And they're going to, they're in, are they going to Arlington or they get to go to Dallas Stadium, uh, the it's Cowboys the, Stadium? It's the Cowboys Stadium. That's what I thought. I've seen pictures and I was like, that looks, they, they haven't shown the stadium, but like they show like the surrounding area. I'm like, that looks yeah. like Dallas. Okay. Yeah, they always they always do it in uh, the the Big 12 always does it in the Cowboy Stadium. Like when you're around the area, they have all the Big 12 schools around in the area. We're like hanging. So like that's cool. It's, it's just kind of the, the, the hub for it. Cool. Well, apparently the reports out of the media day so far. Is that no one believes in West Virginia? That's not 14 to 14. Um, and then that Gundy, the head coach of Oklahoma State, said the history between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State is done, he does not care yep. anymore about it. And Texas, Sarkeesian has come out and basically said that they're going to run the Big 12 and they will win the championship. You're also missing the statement of the uh director, Brett Yormack of the Big 12 in response to that comment and he goes because i believe starkeesian made that comment and then a reporter asked him like what are your thoughts on big 12 running the conference and he pretty much just said texas has never ran the conference they've never been in our championship game for the last like eight years which he's he's kind of right well they haven't had a championship game until like the past two years because of how many teams they had they just gave an outright championship to somebody but in their years of them having a championship game, I don't think they've ever made it, have they? They had to have made it when it was the Vince Young years, but they haven't made it as of recently, no. Exactly. So, yeah. So, how could you say you're going to run the tournament even though you can't win our and tor- can't win our conference? And honestly, I don't think Texas is going to win the conference. They I know they're projected to, but I don't think they're going to win it either. I don't think so. I, 
you know, I always like the the sleeper teams, and I won't lie. I kind of like me the U, UCF Golden Knights for some god-awful reason. It's, I think it's because their quarterback is also a baseball player, and the video of him, like, changing from a baseball game to go to the spring football game and play in the ga- football game is pretty cool to me. Um, but they're also not a bad team. Baylor is coming up again. They're, they've re, re, you know fixed the ship real quick. TCU is still a good team. Kansas State is get getting there. You know, they're they're rebuilding. Kansas will drop again. Um, I think last year was just a fluke. Houston, I hope, is god awful. Cincinnati is not gonna be good for a little bit. Um Oklahoma State is always decent. And then you have Oklahoma. That you count, you can't count Oklahoma out at all, ever in the Big 12. Yeah, you can't. Yesterday was an anomaly of a year. Yeah. So to all of the people that listen to this podcast that are Texas fans, if you guys win it, great. Awesome. Right off to the sunset and then get your asses handed to you every single week in the SEC. Can't wait for that. If you lose, get on your your bucking Broncos or whatever you want to ride and just go to the, the SEC and don't say a word. Um. But always, Kevin, what's our favorite thing for, for Texas? Horns down, guys. Horns down. Horns down. All day long. Um, but now we have to talk about the biggest news um, coming out of West Virginia. And this is news I did not think we'd actually have to talk about. Again. Again. I thought this was done. I thought this was over. I thought we had moved on. Mm-hmm. So... For any of you, this podcast will probably come out Friday. Um, you would hope it comes out Friday. We still haven't received the other podcasts that came out. So hopefully this will come out within the next two weeks. I will, put a, I will put a deadline that all the podcasts need to be out by Friday. Um, that That is a deadline. Um, each podcast has to be out by Friday of each week. Um, <laughs> but... We all thought Huggins just said, you know what, I'm done. Quietly leave. His daughter posts what she posts. To a degree, I agree with her. We hire Ivor, Ivor, sorry, as our interim basketball coach. We bring in some young, talented former players that are now trying to get into the coaching world that have some coaching experience, mainly with Deshaun, who has the most out of the three. Um, You saw some guys leave. You've had some guys stay. You've had a new transfer come in who's a 6'6 guard, which is fantastic for us. That's awesome. And he scored like 12 points a game. And you had a buy-in from the players that are there still. Well, now, was it Friday or Saturday, Kevin? That Saturday night Huggins hires a new attorney who basically is saying that West Virginia had a breach of contract for firing coach, former coach Bob Huggins. Um, and that Huggins demands that he has his job back or he will be suing the university. Well, 
to me, you breached your contract the moment you said what you said on a Cincinnati radio station. You made up for that. And then you really messed up because you were driving a company car and you were th nearly three times the legal limit. I don't care that there was open containers that you could have been having them in there from recycling. I, I don't care. You were three times the legal limit in a company car. Anyone else? You're fired. I, I have no... I don't want him back at this point. I love Huggy Bear. I think he's a phenomenal human being. We've talked about it, but I'm done. I It's time to move on. And I feel like this is just tarnishing his reputation and his legacy that he has built at West Virginia. So your turn. There's really nothing else left to be said. I think he's making this look so bad right now. It's he's doing way more harm to the university than good. Like, like I wish he would ask himself, you were doing what you're doing. Are you helping the school and the program by doing what you're doing? And the answer is no. Like, it almost seems it's like he he went like complete memory loss or something that like he how do you all of a sudden like not remember you sending a letter or someone else said it under your behalf but you know you met with the team and i just the the report came out at like midnight on saturday and i woke up on sunday and i just looked like yeah what happened i just wanted to go to sleep and enjoy a sat after a saturday night and i wake up sunday to some ridiculousness. And I like it's, you know, it's one of those things like what he did is one of those things where like time could have healed all wounds. But right mm -hmm. now we're getting to a point where it's, there is no more healing. There's no more. It's, it's more damage that's going to be done and he's going to be done, which is super upsetting to a coach. You know, it's like a story, you know, it's a, a fairy tale type story. He went to he grew up in the area. He went to the school. He's an alumni, became a coach, star coach, and then came back to help coaches on Mater. And then now he's going out like in a horribly. blaze of glory. And a and it's a blaze, not a blaze of blaze of shit. Yeah, yeah, that's me, true. But, blaze of shit. But it's just really, really, really disappointing that this is all happening right now. Right now, we should technically be talking about the men's basketball team their newest Florida state guard who mm -hmm. they transfer, they got who has about, I believe four years remaining, but no, we're still living in the past. And I would like our basketball team to be able to move forward. I'm ex very excited for our, about our basketball coaching staff. They're young. They're exciting. Yeah. Something West Virginia hasn't had in years. It's so, funny to me. I, I didn't know. Tyler was only 40, what, he's 45, something like that. He's not yeah. very old. And, and to think, while we were in school, he was 10 years not even older than us. Yeah. In the position that he was in. Yep. Like. Yeah. So I just hope this whole thing can just get resolved as quickly as possible. I know 
West Virginia has already stated that they are absolutely in no case reinstating Bob Huggins, in which they shouldn't because they shouldn't. He breached the contract, and I remember them going through it. He's there's boxes that are checked that check off that he breached the contract, and part of that is which is one of the last statements is conduct detrimental to school and university, which is what he's doing right now. The past so, two, the past two things were detrimental. Yep. And so yeah, I, I, like I, I hope said, next week we don't have to talk about this. I'm not talking about it. This is I'm done. Like yeah, I, I'm so I want to talk about the basketball program or, or not talk about any West Virginia updates because it might be a quiet time next week for this. You you would only hope. Like, we'll probably start talking about the World Cup because that starts in like a week. Um, and all this all fun right. other stuff. Next so, topic. Team Apparel time! Yes. And we're wearing like the same team. It's we hysterical. are. But we are. you go first because you bought that. I did buy this because it actually fits. Sabria, UNESCO, New York Liberty. It is the Explorer edition. Um, Got it at the stadium. What's so, the Explorer edition? So you know how the NBA has like icon and association edition? Yeah. So this is WNBA's term for Explorer edition. So it's the black jersey, their sponsor, Weeble, the HSS sponsor patch here. And yeah, I figured I would wear it because not only did we recently just go to a Liberty game, but this Saturday is the WNBA All-Star game. I will be rooting for Team Stewie, Brianna Stewart. So hopefully they could knock out the Aces as a preview for the WNBA Finals. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but did you both see teams are stacked. What's up? Was something about the Liberty. The win last night. They clinched um, the playoffs. Yeah, they clinched a playoff berth for the first time in years, I think it was, yeah. right? Yeah, it has been a rough couple of years for the Liberty. Um, just draft picks not working out. Uh, but now we got Sabrina in hold. You got John Quell Jones, who we saw this weekend, dominant in the paint. And Stewie just being Stewie. You know, I won't lie. I knew she was a really, really good basketball player watching her play at UConn and some mm -hmm. games up in Seattle. Yep. But watching her live, unreal. Um, hold on, I'm going to add that in here real quick. So let's talk about that here in a second. Um, mm -hmm. And then I've got my Liberty hat that I, you know, I like this, the. I like that one a lot. The and the win. I, I was like, this is, it's simple. It Didn't you get simple. another one too? Yes, I got the Brooklyn Nets. Yes. That's so, that Liberty one is super dope. I like that one. So, guys, from now on, whenever Kevin and I go to an arena together to go watch a sporting event, um, I will be buying a hat from that arena for the home team. So if I'm going to go watch the Celtics play the New York Knicks in New York, I will buy a dad hat of the Knicks. I'm so excited for that. Like I said, though, the only ones I'm never going to purchase ever are pinstripes and yellow and orange or yellow. Sorry. And purple. God, I don't know why I said orange. Um, I'm not getting Lakers shit and I ain't getting Yankee shit. That's that I, I have to draw a line somewhere. What would happen that, if you were gifted it? 
I would never touch it. I would never wear it. Okay. D- don't waste your money. <laughs> okay. I, I, I can't. It's just, just the the deep hate that I have for those teams. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like I would physically get sick. <laughs> I love it. I, that actually reminds me of a funny story. So my friend is a huge Red Sox fan like I am, but she's more diehard than I am. She bought her dog or her dad a Yankees cap for just for shits and giggles. They had trained the dog to take hats off people. So they put the hat, the Yankees hat on the on their dad, and the dog jumps up on the dad, rips the hat off, and starts ripping it to shreds. Oh my gosh. I was like, that's fantastic. I love that shit. It's great. Gotta love it. Um but let's talk about the Liberty game, Kevin, because you and I had some great comments about it. We had a, a great time. I think, honestly, it was probably the, one of the best games we've, we've been to together. Yes, where nobody was stressed out. It was easy to get to. Nobody was falling asleep. Like, God. It, was, it was a good game. The crowd was into it. The energy was into it. The crowd, like, we got aisle seats, so, like, we didn't get bothered by much, like, it was an overall like a great Saturday experience, and yeah. we still had our whole Saturday to like go ahead and enjoy. Yeah, like uh, two p.m. game. It was a the atmosphere is great. So that game, it was their sneakerhead night. So we got like a pair of socks for coming to the game. Um, people were donating shoes. I believe uh the final number they they got about over two hundred pairs donated. Uh that night the day for sneakerhead day if you guys saw the instagram post that i that we put on um you'll notice they did a little thing for uh uh for their sneakers where you put your phone on the, the 360 and it like took a picture of round of your shoes which was really fun um we did our chicken tender review which you guys will see whenever we do our we out here episode which thank you for reminding me Merritt. i gotta start sending that to andrew by tonight yeah i'm gonna start i'll get that over to him tomorrow i'll start sending that over um yes but yeah i uh, great game if we have time again if i can make it i would love to try to go to another one uh but yeah shout out to the liberty out here shout out to stewie for putting the team on her back because it was tough and sabrina was just dishing dimes like left and right dude that the ball movement on that one corner three that she had where Stewie was at the top of the key yep. and everyone converged and threw it to the corner. You knew that shot was going up and that was going in. That was awesome. So yeah. let, I got to re- reiterate what Kevin said. If you are got no plans on a Saturday, Sunday afternoon, even like a, a Friday, I think they play on like Thursdays too. So if like you have yeah. nothing going on, and want to do something fun with family, with your kids, with it by yourself, like whatever, go to one of these games, especially if you're a basketball purist like Kevin and I are. This is the form, and I told this to Kevin, and I, you'll hear it. This is the purest form of basketball, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love the NBA. I love college men's basketball and all that because of the dunks and the high-flying stuff, all that stuff. It's fantastic. The athleticism off the charts. Watching the Liberty play, the ball movement was unreal. I think there was a couple plays where it was like set pieces. That ball never touched the floor. Yep. They cut. They drove. It was beautiful. It's almost like 
poetry in motion is a great way to put it. Mm. And I would definitely go back. Um, I made the, the comments, Kevin, if they make it to the WNBA finals and they are playing the, the Las Vegas aces, you can bet your ass. We will be there for at least one of us going to be there. Or or one of us. Yeah, we will. One of us will be at one of those games. Um, it is definitely a fun time. I will highly recommend it. I know next year when we go, I'll have the little guy with me and he'll wear his uh, little Liberty onesie and we'll just have a good time. I love it. All right. So here is the fun part of the night, guys. No doom and gloom. No talking about Bob Huggins or Northwestern. I promise that is all left behind. So my wife, as I said, came up with this idea literally as I'm walking upstairs. Yes. Thank you, Ashley. And so she comes up with the idea of if you could change one rule in any sport, what would it be and why? So I have a list of five. If we don't really understand, I'm going to take one off, Kevin, because it's and change it. Oh, thank God. There you go. I'll take that one. Yeah. So I don't know why I didn't think of that one before. Um, But we have the top five teams, top five leagues in America. Let's just use that. Basketball, football, baseball, hockey, soccer. Um, We could go lacrosse. We could go a lot of other directions. But we're going to go through each league. And what rule would we change and why? And how would that outcome change the game itself? That's so much like, but it's, ah. it, it is a lot, but it can be very simple too. Mm. like NBA stop with the carry rule because everyone does it like, or you can change it different. You can have all those different. There's a lot of different things you can go with. So it should be, I think, a, a good time to see what our thoughts and are on these different leagues uh, and what rules that we l- don't like. Because that's what this is going to be, is that one rule that you hate. So, Kevin, I'm going to let you start. We are going to start with our favorite sport, with basketball. So what rule would you change mm. within basketball? Huh. There's a couple. But it's like, well, here's here's one that I think of, like, right? It's funny because I thought I I think it's a stupid rule, but I understand why they have it, um, especially from like back in the day. But like, I hate the rule where like somebody gets a technical foul for like hanging on the rim, um, because of the fact that at the end of the day, there's a guy under them, so he has to hang on the rim for like. For a little bit, and then he gets a technical because the loser from the other team won't get the hell out of his way, so he can't land. So I kind of hate that rule. And then I'm trying to think, like, I don't know if I hate it, but, like, I understand, like, why they have it that way. Uh, You know, the the defense of three seconds is annoying, Mm -hmm. but you understand why it's there because... You can't, like, just can't bound a lane. But at the same time, do does a, a league like the NBA change something like that? Because it's a completely different game now. There's no Shaqs or big guys in the league anymore. 
So there's no there ain't no nothing you gotta worry about that's gonna just completely dominate like that. So like I almost think that rule is kind of like obsolete in a sense. But you know, you can't play zone with a rule like that. And like, you know, you're supposed to be like you know, you're the best players in the world. You know, it it it, it does things, but those would be like my two things. Okay. That's just me. I like those. I like those. I, I definitely agree with the defensive three seconds call because honestly, if a big man is standing there, who cares? Like what's it, how different is it going to be if they move out and reestablish themselves after taking their feet out of the ball, out of the paint, the hang, the tech foul one, that one has, I've noticed has become less and less over time, mm-hmm. which has been great. But when we were younger, that was a call that you got every single game. Someone was yeah. hanging on the rim. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and I know they did that because Shaq like broke so many damn rims that like oh yeah just, you know they needed they they just they couldn't afford just keep building and remaking rims that Shaq's just gonna break because he's so big. Yeah, he broke a lot and broke backboards and everything. Um, I think the one rule it, with basketball that I would change is reverting back to the old school rule of hand checking. I hate NBA now where you touch the guy, it's a foul. It, just any little hand touch, it's a foul. Yeah. Well, hand checking has always been a part of the game. And it would allow for them to actually play physical defense. You'd be up in someone's grill more. You would be able to control a little bit of where they're going. Use Michael Jordan as a great example. He hand-checked everybody. He knew how to drive somebody one way or another with just the slightest movement of his hands on someone's hip or whatever. So I would say that would be my that would be the rule that I would like to see taken out, mainly because it would make the game more physical uh, and maybe be a little bit closer to Euroball, <laughs> where Wemby's from, and he won't think it is as soft as it is. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Football. Kevin, what do you think? What's the one that you really despise and want to see changed? But I don't like know much rules about football. Um gosh. Ah. Uh, yeah, I'm really bad at this cuz like I just started getting into football like two, four, five years ago. So like, this is like, this is, this is a tough one for me. So you're on the learning curve of my wife is what you're telling me. Pretty much. But if I can think of one off the bat, I would say the, uh, the rule, the, the, the whole deal when like, you know, a player is running and after the quarterback, throws the ball he just get gets hit just based oh. off his momentum and then it's like a you know roughing the roughing the passer it's like what is the poor guy supposed to do he's running to the middle of nowhere and that man just happens to be standing there like unless he like literally hurt the freaking quarterback for real for real then like that's another thing but like yeah. if he like just releases the ball and it's just the pure contact of it i hate that like when certain times like they throw the flag, all oh, roughing the passer. Like if it was like Tom Brady, then like he would automatically get oh, mad to get that. 
And the worst one was the Tom Brady one where he didn't even go to the ground and they still called it five seconds later. And even Tom Brady was like, I'll take it, but that's not a penalty. Yeah. So that's that's mine. I would agree. Uh, Mine is the defensive pass interference. So, oh, true. Yeah. That so was the, the other one I had on my mind, too. You have the defensive holding, which is anything after five yards, you have to let go, right? Yeah. That's only a 10 yard penalty, 10, 15 yard penalty if you get caught. Mm-hmm. Pass interference, it's wherever the ball is, you know, wherever the, the interference occurred. Unless it's like egregious where the guy is coming out of nowhere and just taking you out. Majority of the time, these guys are fighting with each other down the field, hand against hand. And one is in the way and they call it a pass interference call. I wish if you call it pass interference, just give them 10 yards, give them a new set of downs. You do not need to move a play that was on the 40-yard line to the two-yard line because we've seen that happen over and over and over where quarterbacks will take advantage of a slower, tight, a, a uh, aggressive corner mm-hmm. and throw an out route or a corner route or fade route to a wide receiver and just go to make sure that they're getting the, the penalty. So I think that is my rule. Because it would make the game a little bit more fluid and it takes less out of the control that the offense has over the game. Mm. I can't remember what I just said. I'm losing my mind. I'm literally blanking. Something about defensive pass interference. Thank you. There we go. All right, Kevin. We're probably going to get into some sports that you don't know as much now. So, Yep, definitely don't know jack shit about these three, but I have an idea for each. Okay, what do you got for baseball? Uh, Baseball, I think there's got to be like, um, what was I thinking? There's got to be a better use of the, like, the replay. Like, they only do it on certain times. But I feel like they should just, like, use it no matter what. That's just me. Because I know baseball, is they're big on, oh, you got to do it, like, catch it with, you know, honest in the eye. Can't be, like, a technological. But, like, yo, if a guy throws a strike and they're not sure if it's a strike, just go back and check if it was a strike. Oh, they still. Why do we got to argue? Just freaking go back and look at the tape. I always say where they're like, the, the, the ump is like, I don't know. And he's like, I don't know. He points to the first base guy and he just does a movement and then he's out. I I um I, I think the one thing that needs to change is the check, the wrist check. So kind of similar to the strike that you're just talking about is when you swing and if you break your wrists. So if you do this. Oh, yeah, that that's that qualified as a swing. Well, yeah. your momentum with a baseball bat, which doesn't weigh a ton, it's light i think it's like 32 34 36 ounces it's not heavy right it's not a very heavy object 
you're swinging it at full momentum with all your force to hit a ball this big, your wrists are going to break normally. You're going to continue that swing. I think that is one of the worst calls, especially if like you're going and you swing at something that is a ball mm-hmm. or and you try to slow up. Yeah. And you can't, you just can't enough. I think that's one rule that you sit there and say, okay, let's look at the tape. Yeah. And just get it right the first time instead of you just trying to guesstimate it. All right. Let's go talk about this one since they're the women's world cup starts in I think it's eight days. So Okay. I don't mind for this one and because it's very similar to the next category we're gonna talk about. Okay. I maybe because I just don't play the sport and I don't understand it. The whole offsides bullshit. Like <laughs> How does that person with the flag, how can you tell that that defender is right in front? Like, soccer moves fast. And, like, they got to kick that ball from one side to the other. That annoys where it's like, oh, he was offside. You can't do it. That rule sucks. Let them play. Let them use their athleticism to run up and down. I, I, I hate it. Maybe when we have Jess back on the podcast, she can like further explain to me the importance of it and why we need to do it. But that is one of the things that I, when I watch a soccer game, drives me insane because I'm like, what the fuck? Like you just stopped a perfectly great play because you called it freaking offsides. It's horseshit. My apologies for the language people. That was probably one of the funniest things I've heard come out of your mouth. Why? Just ha- was it my delivery? Yes, it was the delivery. What is this horseshit? Yeah, because it is. Andrew, there's gonna be a lot of bleeping in this segment. Um, <laughs> I agree. I love that. Um, I agree with you with the guy that's running up and down the field and waving a flag. So he's supposed to line up with the last defender on all plays, but he has to shift because the last defender can move. And it's yeah. not like it's one person. It's always the last one up. There's four or five defenders yeah. sometimes. You got to figure out which is which. Exactly. They now, they introduced it during the World Cup this past year with the ball. So the ball has a radio transmitter in it now or a sensor that'll tell you or sense where the people are around it. And if the ball's offside, it's like the, the U.S. team got screwed over on the most minuscule offside call ever. And they lost the, I think they lost the game. I would have to say, I totally agree with you on this one offsides in a soccer, unless there's egregious, unless the guy's like cherry picking, like mm-hmm. in basketball where you hate the guy that cherry picks in the, in the pickup games. Oh, where he hangs out at half court. Yeah. Oh man. Like if you Such are, the, if you are sitting 10 yards behind the defenders, I think that's on the ref to be to come and get the guy's attention to say, "Hey, get up to the defenders," or you need, or it's a penalty, or some type of yeah delay a game where there's mm-hmm. more time added at the end. Um, so I have to agree with you. I think the offsides rule. I understand the rule because I played soccer and I like the game. Um, but I I don't. 
think it's something that needs to be there anymore just because of how athletic these players are now. Like they are all super fast. They are all going to, even if the ball is off sides, they're going to make it look like it's not. So you tell me, especially when the ball is kicked from like 30 yards away and you're telling me that the kid broke the line before the ball got there, even though it's like simultaneous. Yeah. I, you, you lost me on that one. Um, so hockey, Kevin, what, what's yours? Mine. It's like icing is stupid. Like I think icing is a waste of time. I don't even know what icing means. So it's basically when somebody, if I got this correctly, and I only know this from whenever I played NHL on the PlayStation. Okay. You pass it down. And then if you it, they throw it all the way down to the other side of the ice and you're like the one offensive player that's made it down there and he touches it and it's icing. So they have to like stop the game. I that, I just that's why I think it sucks. Hmm. Because it's like, what's the point of it? Like, why are you stopping the game? Okay. Now it makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah, it still yeah. doesn't make any it's like the dumbest rule. Um I have to go. I thought you were gonna go with the offsides rule because I think that's the dumbest thing too. I mean um, that's a yeah, the offsides rule also sucks too, for sure. But I want to go with the fighting rule. Okay. I want them to bring it back so that they could they could fight each other on the ice. Like when they fall, just let them give them five minutes. Let them duke it out for five minutes. Yeah. They'll still get the five minute majors. Like they're not going to come out of the box. Majority of the time, they're pretty beat up anyway. They're going to get stitches. They're going to be gone for 20, 30 minutes. So I think let them just duke it out. Like, have the strongest guy and the strongest guy on each team just go at each other and see what happens. I think that would be fun. I think it brings back hockey to to its roots and adds the physicality that, yes, we still see in hockey because it is one of the most physical sports out there, but it lets us get our boxing and MMA fighting in as long as they don't bring their skates up to each other and start trying to stab each other. Uh, Oh, my God. Can you imagine? That'd be hilarious. That'd be scary. That that wouldn't be hilarious. That would be scary as all hell. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, did you see? There's so many times I've seen, like, hockey games or, like, the highlights of, like, a goalie or a player falling on the ice in a skate, like, shink. Yeah, that actually, yeah. Yeah, that's just queasy to me. Ugh. Ugh. Um. That's what I've got. That that those were my topics tonight, Kevin. Um, yes, did we you... did miss things. Okay, what did we miss? Because we, so, we usually do. All right, so I wanted to respond to my post. So everybody knows I do my Beach Chronicles. Yes, I did one today. I put out a question on the put post on there. Hey, what would we like to talk about on the podcast? I got one response. Finally, got a response from someone. Shout out to the real Cindy Lou Who, my friend Carrie. She goes, Beach Chronicles in honor, sports edition, top ranked beach sports. So I went and looked on Google. And I went and honestly went, what are the seven best sports to play on the beach are? So are you ready for my list? Yes. 
So, according to thecoastaldreamlife.com, the seven best sports to play on the beach. Number one, volleyball. For very energetic and tiring. Bocce ball. More skill work and fun than hard work. Okay. Beach soccer, because it's a full workout. All right. Beach paddle ball, because it's Ooh. fun. Okay. Beach rugby. Uh, hard work, but rewarding. Spike ball. Exhausting, but fun. I suck at spike ball. I, just I have yet that. to play it, but it looks like so much fun. It. If you are athletic and have great coordination, spike ball is for you. I am neither of those. So I just look like a fool trying to wave my hand, hitting this stupid ball to a, a trampoline, and it just doesn't work. And the last one, Frisbee football. Ooh. I would think those are some great sports to talk about on the beach. What are your thoughts? I like it. Um, I'm a big bocce fan. Okay, for for being on the beach, um, I always find that a f- fun game to play. Um, another one that just because I'm a former lacrosse player is just playing lacrosse on the beach. Okay, so that's always a fun one. But no, I like your list. I think beach volleyball is probably the the top one. Mm-hmm. To be okay. completely honest with you. I got another. I got another list from PanamaJack.com. Whatever Ooh, okay. that is. Uh, I think so, Panama Jack is actually like a clothing company or some type okay. of beach company. So we have number one again, beach volleyball. Number two, which I think is similar to what I had on here, ultimate frisbee. Forgot about ultimate frisbee. Ultimate frisbee. Kadima. Yeah, Panama. Panama Jack is like a beach clothing and sunglasses and all that kind of stuff okay so we have uh so that's two there kadima normally aka slash paddleball okay beach football which is i get it sand soccer now i don't know how this works beach basketball which i've never have you seen the videos Oh, is that the one where like the backpack is like a hoop and then they put yeah. it in the sand? And they can only like pass it. You can only pass oh, and yeah. then you can dunk and shoot. Yeah, so here we goes. The rules for beach basketball. Uh so basically, since you can't jump on the sand, the ball is simply passed from player to player. As teams of three try to make try and make shots into their baskets. If the ball does touch the sand, it becomes a free-for-all for anyone who can touch it first. Uh the other games, beach rugby. Beach Flags, which is apparently a sandy equivalent of musical chairs. Beach Handball. Beach Polo. Beach Handball is fun. Yeah. Beach Polo, that just sounds stupid. Yeah, and I know my friend Carrie, shout out to her again for the question, talked about pro and amateur. I don't know what people are pros, but like anytime I think of the beach, I think of Missy Man, Carrie Walsh. Beach volleyball duo for the Olympics. Oh, love them. Yeah. Well, I like those. I like those lists. That's a good one. Yes. Shout out to Carrie for finally responding to my post and giving a question. I put so many polls the last couple of weeks and nobody responds to them. It breaks my heart. People, people, don't do this to Kevin. We cannot, I cannot have a co-host that has a broken heart. 
literally killing That's, me softly. It's and it's also horrible. one thing that I did not know that was going on today because I'm just oblivious, you know, living my world. Yeah. Today is the ESPYS. I saw something pop up on my phone saying LeBron is going to get an award for passing Kareem at the ESPYS, and I was like, oh, cool. And then and that uh, is, that probably else. makes sense why there's no sports on because everybody's at the ESPYS. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. But that is all I have for today. Uh, Merritt, it looks like you have a trivia question here. I do. I finally came up with a good one. I'm very excited for you. Oh, yeah. There's he's getting like a whole there's like a whole video on ESPN's. Oh, no, that's just another shit. Sorry. Um, The ESPYs started off with little Wayne. Because Little Wayne is it. He literally got the party started, is what it says. So I'm gonna have to watch that after we finish. There you um, go. Okay, so just fun sports, you know, summer sports trivia. Okay, this is summer sports. Summer sports. Let's what go. was what is the most expensive Olympic Games ever held? There's a couple. There's a lot. They're all very expensive, but. What is the most expensive one? And give me the price. Oh well, I'm definitely not going to give you that second answer. But you might be able. To. I wanted to know: is is it real? No. Oh, hold on. Is it Beijing? Two thousand eight, Beijing. I knew Summer it. Summer Olympics for forty billion dollars. Yeah, because they still have like some of those architecture stuff that's still up. That they like have it's like a, a, a abandoned ground. Yeah, it's all abandoned. They they literally just left everything to to rot, which like is heartbreaking. Swim, the swim center is falling apart. Like all this, like this is why you bring the Olympics to somewhere that's already has stuff that's established for this stuff. I know. Like think about like Rio. Like I know. Like I've seen like pictures of like Rio where like the swimming Ugh. place is like it's just a disaster, and like the soccer fields are just completely destroyed like Athens where like where they had like the Olympics in 04 like the pictures of like the remnants of some of the arenas they had it's like it's almost like you almost don't even want the Olympics to happen because if you're gonna like waste all that money for just one year and you take like four years to build it it's like a damn shame like you're not gonna do anything with it like at least in Atlanta I think Atlanta, at least they utilize the facilities for something. Yeah, they still use all the facilities. I, I, maybe not all now because it's been so long since yeah. the uh, games down there. But, like, even L.A. uses stuff still from those Olympics. I mean, well, yeah, you think about, like, the, the, the Coliseum. The Coliseum, is... the Rose Bowl, all the stuff. Like, yeah, all still used every single, basically every single day. Like, I'd love for the Olympics to come back to the United States because – we have the infrastructure that's already here to do it. And we already have basically everything you need just all spread across the country. Instead and I would of love all... to see an Olympic event. That would I be would a fun too. sporting event. Does, I, like anything. I, I'd go to speed skating. I think that would be cool to watch. I would love to watch gymnastics, me personally. That would be cool too. Gymnastics, or I would even love to see track and field live. Ooh. Got to go to Eugene, Oregon to watch that stuff. That's because that's where they do all the 
the no, uh, U.S. Human the U.S. trials and all that. Yeah. Yep. I would go to that. I actually want to see, you know what, the beach volleyball, just how those women can play on that sand the way they do. Mm-hmm. I know. That's all. Um, well, Kevin, before you get us out of here, and this is a very timely episode tonight. Um, Shout out to us. And we're not falling asleep. We're wide. I know. Well, we're not wide awake. We're we're tired for sure. Um, yeah. We have some big news coming for next week and the following week with the podcast. Mm-hmm. So want to talk about next week's guess. I'm, we're, I'm a, they said next week was what worked. So. Okay. So we have two of our, if it's the stills, the same two that yes. I'm thinking. So we're going to have two of our former sport management alum come on also in honor of the world cup two former WVU women's, uh, soccer players. Um, you have Sarah Keen and Brie Rodriguez, but Brie goes by a different last name now because I know she's married. But I'm so excited they're gonna join us. Mm-hmm. It'll be a good time. So we're gonna obviously talk about our doc stories. So it'll uh, be told, a joy. I told them they had to bring their doc stories with them. So love it. So and then the one there's a couple other ones that I think are in the works. Yep. I think we're going to have Jess come back to talk about soccer some more because yes. it's World Cup season. I uh, did, shout out to Jess. I did text her. She said she's a 100% down to talk about after the first week or for the opening games of uh, the World Cup to yep. kind of get her diagnosis of everything, how that's going, what her thoughts are. Mm-hmm. Um, so 100% will be watching the World Cup when it starts next week. Um, yes. Everyone Excited be ready. for the Philippines. Let's go. Everyone be ready to be up until all hours of the night and be up all hours of the morning because it's down in New Zealand and you got to be up or Australia and you got to be up early and late for these games. Yes, I need to I need to at least watch the Philippines play once. I don't yep. know how far they'll make it. I don't know if you listened to one of the, the episodes. I, well, I listened to it. I did. Yep. And, you know, we have a West Virginia future West Virginia player on that. Philippine squad, shout out to her, Miss Flanagan, crush it for the Philippines, repping Morgantown, West Virginia too. So I definitely can't wait for that one. And then will I have? We have other guests in mind, but we'll until we get that solidified. I got to talk to Merritt off air for that. But we have some exciting things coming along the way, and we're eight episodes away from episode one hundred, guys. We have been doing this for, yes, almost 100 episodes. Wow. Merritt hasn't fired me yet. You haven't fired me yet. Well, because I can't fire you because you're the one in charge. So how could I fire you? It's co-host. You can fire me if you wanted. Then... That is very true. But I would never do such a thing. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we're excited. Uh, And Women's World Cup, I'm hyped for that. Um, It'll be a good time. And. Yeah. Shall I outro us out? Yeah, let's get out of here. We, we're getting out of here in a timely manner tonight. We can go to bed early. Oh, my goodness. All right. So, happy Wednesday. It is 826 on July 12th. Hopefully, you guys get this before the end of July. Uh, the way we're going right now. Producer Andrew has had some technical difficulties um, with his locations on getting our episodes up. So, you should be seeing our episodes up soon. But, I digress. If you want to see our lovely faces, 
please feel free to like. Give us some comments. We only have Cyrus commenting on our pages. If we can get some more comments on the Manly Musings podcast videos, that'd be amazing. So you guys can do that. If you want to go ahead and listen to us, feel free to hear us on all streaming platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on Google Play and Amazon Play. Uh, you'll see the most activity. I'm not going to lie. I've been a little bit slow, but I'm going to try to get some more stuff up on the Instagram, which the Instagram is the Manly Musings Pod. Make sure you follow Merritt at his Instagram at Merritt underscore P. Follow me and my Beach Chronicles at Kwaiva 624 And you got to do that, y'all. You got to follow the Beach Chronicles. Yes, the Beach Chronicles were a joy today. If I can give one highlight from the Beach Chronicles, there was one gentleman who was literally bragging to this girl he was talking to, saying that he hooked up with an older girl woman for the first time. And he said that he's just going to now hook up with older women because he thought it was great. So shout out to that guy for being a friggin' bro. And that's how I'm ending this episode, y'all. You guys have a great one. We'll see you guys next week. Peace, y'all.